0: Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Mind Your Business. It's our travel Thursday edition. And, you know, while the term traveler's experience has changed tremendously over the last few decades, COVID-19 has reshaped it even further. What might be of utmost importance to you when you're traveling years ago might not be the same. Now, so what is the next step where the travel and tourism industry is concerned that, you know, they need to take in order to create a memorable, seamless traveler experience? And what sort of support do travelers need as they navigate through the complexities of travel now and eventually for the future? On the line with me is Frederic Barraud, who is the Senior Vice President, Online Travel and Market Strategy, Asia Pacific for Amadeus. Good morning. How are you?
1: Yeah, good morning. I'm very well, thank you.
0: Thanks so much for helping me out with Andreas, of course, a major Spanish IT provider for the global travel and tourism industry. Basically, you're a travel tech company. Tell us a little bit more about your business model.
1: Yeah, sure. So we serve the whole industry end-to-end. So we we have um, uh, solutions for airlines, whether it is for them to distribute their seats or to manage their airport operation, their check-in. We have solutions for hotel chains and for travel agencies, railways, airports, so We basically power travel behind the scenes. We are a B2B company. Um, and, and we work across the whole value chain to, uh, for travelers and uh, tourism industry in general.
0: Mm, and it's more relevant now than ever before. You guys recently released a study, Global Travel Pulse and Consumer Travel Spend Priorities 2022. So two studies. Could you tell us more about it?
1: Yeah, sure. So what we see is we were really interested in looking at our search data. So when people actually are looking or intend to travel, but they haven't made the decision yet. So they go to a system like ours, like Amadeus, and then they start searching for for hotel, for flight. And then we look at this data and it gives us an intent to book and intent to travel. And what we've seen in the last uh, two quarters is a clear recovery, a clear increase in the searches. So people tend to search a lot more than they used to in 21 and obviously in 2020 which is a very good sign of recovery for the industry and the intent to book. The searches have increased by about 35% if we compare to the same period in 2019, which is the year of reference we always use. Mainly at the beginning around domestic searches. So for market that have, of course, doesn't apply fully to Singapore, but for market that have a big domestic market, people are more reassured and confident to travel domestically but uh, nevertheless we see an increase uh, even in singapore of course and people intend to go travel regionally first. Mm. so uh, seoul in korea is a big destination sydney mm. is going is going very very fast now so clearly we see that intent and we see that that uh, that um, mean for people to travel
0: yeah, the more you have friends who, I mean, surely within your circle, you already have friends who have traveled. That's going to definitely build up the confidence. In terms right. of the studies, right, which countries did you study?
1: So we looked globally. So we, okay. we really have a, have a look at the global data we receive across the world. What we see is Europe is the, the, the most searched destination, people traveling to Europe or within Europe. Then we see Americas and and U.S. in particular is very strong as well. APAC has been a little bit slower to recover but now the it's it's steeper in APAC so the recovery is actually faster now in APAC and mm-hmm. we look at India has been very very strong India has been through uh, covid and out very strongly Australia recovering now of course the challenge remains in the northern part of the, of the region where China is, is still in lockdown mm-hmm. so uh, travelers cannot come in and out easily out of China Taiwan Hong Kong a little bit easier but still some some uh, some restriction here um, but yeah, we see, we see across the region some, some very good sign at the moment.
0: Yeah, that Taiwan situation is going to be quite interesting because I think it was Plaza Singapura going from one train station to another and they already have started advertising like welcome back type of thing. So that one's one to watch. Focusing on Singapore, I know you mentioned earlier that as far as some of the trends that you observe with Singaporeans going up to Seoul and even to Sydney, what else did you observe for our market here?
1: Yeah, so it's interesting. We did another study uh, we called Consumer Travel Spend Priorities 22. Hmm. And in that study, we looked at five countries uh, France, Germany, UK, US, and Singapore. Uh, we study about 4,000, 5,000 consumer, and we asked them about what, where do you expect to you spend your money in the next 12 months? And 46% of Singaporeans responded that their number one spend will be international travel, at the highest priority for them in the coming year. Interestingly, it was higher than no, you know, more expected spend like fashion, eating out, which is big here, mm-hmm, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, home improvement. So people are really uh, willing to to spend a lot more. On average, they, they expect to send the same amount they were spending in 2019, about $3,500 on, on international travel per, per year. Um, and they, they say they're more likely to actually buy through installment, which is also a new trend in our industry. So in the past, you know, you have to pay your tickets, one-off yeah. one payment. Now, there's a lot of solution proposed by the fintech and, and our industry to pay by installment. And Singapore are very keen on on you know, buying now and paying later and enjoy their, their, their trip. Um, so in terms of route, as I said, you know, the, the, the Sydney route is very big now. Mm. The South route is very big. Thailand is coming. Japan, a lot of expectations for Japan from Singapore and mm. to go to Japan for the, for the winter, the ski season, the ski holiday. Still a little bit question mark around how open that would be, but... Uh, that's a big trend we see.
0: Wow. Buy now, pay later in the travel sphere. You caught my attention there. This really is a testament to that travel hunger and at the same time, people, I guess, trying to manage inflation. What are your thoughts on this buy now, pay later where the travel industry is concerned?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's, say, you know, people have that in in the rest of their purchase habit. No, they sure. did. You, can, you can buy now, pay later in many things today. And the, the travel was always a bit more complex. Uh, from that perspective, and of course, the, the ticket item, the price point is, is much higher when you travel international, we're talking thousands of dollars. So it, it's very appealing to people to have this ability. Fintechs are very interested in getting into travel. There are a lot of options now available uh, through either players of the travel industry or even outside players that are coming into the travel industry offering mm-hmm. this type of solution. So I think the appetite is here for people to really enjoy and then have the ability to, you know, they will do one or two trips during the year so they can really have this ability to pay uh, in installment across the, the next 12 months that's very very important for them mm. of course as you said inflation is here so what we see there's also a risk from that perspective in terms of you know fair pricing going going ah. high they, they're already quite high at the moment yeah. uh, the capacity is, is maximized so you know there's a very high demand so naturally that would drive the price up but of course you have you have inflation coming you have high fuel price as well mm. uh, with all the you know, the geopolitical situation mm. that drive also the cost uh, a bit higher. So all these payment options are becoming very appealing with the, all this perspective.
0: Yeah, I yeah, can see the appeal there. Let's talk a bit about seamless traveler experience. This is very relevant and very important now. But once upon a time, if you were to ask me seamless traveler experience, when I go there, I get my baggage. When I come back, I get my baggage. I'm very happy. Mm-hmm. What is it now? What does it entail now?
1: But really, seamless is connecting all the dots. So through technology like ours, today, if you, if you think of travel, it's still a very fragmented uh, set of experience. So you do, you, you do your searches, you do your booking, then you fly, mm-hmm. then you get to destination, then you have to find your transport to go to your destination, a hotel maybe, and then you, you have your hotel experience, and, then, and, and so on and so forth. Connecting and seamless is making sure that through technology like ours, we connect all the providers so they can follow that journey and make that journey as a single experience. So we pass the data from one one you know it's, uh, part of the experience to the next part of the experience, making sure the uh, the health data are passed through. In COVID 19, it was very important that you don't have to you know rekey in all your health data, your passport information, and even beyond this, your your interest and and personalized experience. So if you are interested, I don't know in golfing, it's very important that you know everybody throughout the chain and throughout your journey knows you're interested in golfing, and therefore will offer services or maybe suggest some, some, some activity for you around that uh, that golfing experience. So it's really connecting those dots in an industry that has been still very fragmented and silos. And technology platform like us will provide this ability to connect the different providers and make sure as a traveler, I have one single experience uh, with no, no gaps in
0: between actually one of the things i noticed in a recent trip i was in italy in may and when we wanted to go for walks or, or guides and all that it was always a look for a tech first solution do you think that's coming into play more and more now like people want to search for an, it has to be on an app and then i trust it if it's not you know i'm not going to walk into a store and get a guide kind of thing
1: Yes, sure, so digitalization is huge, right? People expect digitalization on everything they do today. Uh, it doesn't mean that you don't need expertise at some point, mm. so uh, we believe that still there will be relevance for you know travel agencies as we call them that are you know expert in understanding very complex trip or very specialized trip. Of course, for business travel, they will still be there to serve the business travelers. For the rest, I think digitalization is indeed taking a big part, and people will will start trusting uh, applications so what we see is online players like online travel agency they try and offer an end to end an end to end solution for the travelers so you book with them and then when you are at destination, they also offer you destination services so they partner with local players so if you want to do an activity in Italy in your example, then they will you be able to go to your application that you like with uh, the, the, uh, the application you booked your trip on okay. and then find your activities there and, and trust them because they will be, have curated the content. This is mm. what people expect now. They mm. expect curated content. It's a very complex world, right? And, mm. and there is more and more activities. So people want curated content, want content that is personalized to what they like. And they're actually, they're actually okay to share their data as long as they get return on that sharing of the data and it's safe to get this personalized experience. So we, we definitely see this as, as a as a growing trend.
0: Frederick, with all that in mind, I mean, what have you guys at Amadeus done in adjusting to the increase in demand for travel? What needs to be done, in fact?
1: I think we need to keep simplifying travel. We need mm. to, to provide a technology that will keep simplifying the whole journey. The the, the need for data not to be transferring between players is bigger than ever. Uh, biometric is becoming very big. The process is still at the airport, for instance, is still sometimes a bit long and, and cumbersome, so making that process uh, a bit more seamless, that's what we've been doing, working with smart airports, so mm-hmm. where, in fact, there's almost no human touch. Uh, you, you go in, you go to security, you check in your back yourself, you, you know, it's a very seamless experience, so this is, this is area we're investing in. As I said, payment is becoming also a big part of the seamless experience, so investing in here. Um, so we we really trying to make again the, the the travel experience a lot lot simpler than it was, defragment the industry, connecting the different dots so that as a, as a as a traveler I don't I don't feel that I have to the burden of you know carrying myself through the journey, uh, and 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 pushing through right. So yeah. uh, it's really investing in those technology that will connect all these different dots. We're using a lot of AI, of course, to understand the intent, to understand personalization, what people like to do, don't like to do.
0: Yeah, it's funny how you talk about simplifying travel, but my next question might actually complicate it. You want a world where basically everything's in your phone. Who knows? Maybe one day even your passport. But where does Web3 and well metaverse come into play can that simplify travel it's interesting metaverse
1: we are of course looking very closely at it as, as every trend right and we are also uh, spending a bit of investment in, in metaverse ourselves i think what we see for now it's very early days right so it's difficult to make prediction but metaverse might be using travel as a inspiration solution uh so people will go there to be truly inspired you know in a in a, in a real virtual world real virtual world i may say and augment travel, see new opportunities, see where they could go. They can e- even leave some some experience from the metaverse. Now we truly believe that nothing will ever replace the real experience, whether it's in leisure. You know, in the metaverse, I will never be on the beach. I will mm-hmm. be in the on the metaverse. So inspiration is going to be big, mm-hmm. getting more information. Um, but it will never replace the, the true experience, whether it's leisure or business. We've seen in business travel as well that you know people were using. Uh, virtual tool or video conferencing tool, but as soon as the border have opened, people were very eager to go on the plane again and do business face-to-face. It's nothing will replace this ever. When people have, have meetings, they want to meet their customers, their partners. So Metaverse is there probably in terms of the early part of the experience, right. in terms of inspiration, more than the actual experience. But again, as I said, it's very, very early days, and, and we, we're watching this very carefully.
0: Yeah, it's going to be quite interesting. Yeah. I've been on the line with Frederic Barreau, who is the Senior Vice President, Online Travel and Market Strategy at Asia Pacific for Amadeus. Really appreciate your time this morning. Take care. Have a great day ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.